Let's get more on today's Victorian racing. It's time for Big B Saturday. Huge night of racing in both Greyhound Racing and Harness Racing tonight. It's been a big couple of weeks. George Ferrugia will surely be ready for a lie down after the Phoenix. He joins us this morning. Good morning, George. Yeah, lie down at a cup of tea, mate. How are you this morning? <laughs> I'm very I'm very well, thank you. And Silver Chief, the highlight tonight, but during the week there was some performances, some heats of races that we probably need to take note of first of all that could be a guide to races in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We'll kick off with the laurels, um, Warren, and the, the heats were conducted on Thursday night at Sandown Park, and we've uh, shrunk together a really nice final. I'll just quickly go through some of the odds. Uh, Eileen Bale from Box 1, is a $3 favourite, opened $4.60 into $3, being heavily smashed, um, <clears throat> pardon me, takes on Kelsey Bale off box three, who's a $3.50 second favourite, baby JC, she's a class runner, with any luck early, she'll be right, right in the finish, she's $4.40, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Guelph at $5, Fur Pyjamas at $7, we're out to a couple of reserves at $7 and $9, and Jackpot Joan and cash it in, and Mirabella Bale are the outsiders, but they're all keen on Eilie Bale, drawn box one for the team Delbridge, who have had a, an unbelievable couple of weeks. It's a it's a good final for the female chasers, Kelsey Bale and Baby JC. Add a little bit of spice to it. Um, they've been taking on the males and the top-class greyhounds um, more recently. They come back to the Laurels Classic final, $50,000 to the winner there on Thursday night. What about the Hobart 1000 final? In a state, there's been some high-quality greyhound racing recently. Any thoughts on how that's shaping up? Yeah, look, and the Vicks did really well in the heats last week, including Fernando Mick, who was a whisker away from winning the Melbourne Cup, the third for, for David Gill in the last five years, and he set the time standard in the heats. He went 25 and 63. There's a couple of other really good performances. The other Victorian power of Buddy went 25, 73, an upset in the first seat for, for Maddie Lanigan uh, with Naya Naya Flyer. Um, and Vice Grip, of course, his champion WA Greyhound, just continues his good form. He was narrowly beaten in fast time in his heat, um, and he'll gain a lot from that run. The box draws tonight, so we'll get a pre-post market um, out, I'd say, probably uh, that night or tonight or maybe Sunday morning uh, for the Hobart Thousands. So the only Group 1 race in Tasmania worth $100,000 to the winner and uh, it's just a nice little appetiser those two races for the big phoenix coming on next Saturday Look, runner by runner for the Group 1 Silver Chief and that cup of tea and a lie down won't be coming if number 5 Scofflaw wins the uh, wins the Silver Chief tonight with uh, yourself uh, owning the, the dog, let's start with Landon Bale from from Box 1, is he the, the likely leader do you think? Yeah, I think he is. I, I really do. Um, and I, we, we were saying it on radio all week. I was keen to have a play at $10 because of that early speed. Now, he's got two very, very good greyhounds drawn next to him. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes early speed wins the race. He's now into $8.50, Warren. I think he'll lead the question mark the last 50 metres, especially if he's got a strong dog on his tail. But Landon Bale certainly uh, will have his admirers today. About box two, rejuvenate. I don't know if you could see many more impressive lead-ins to the, the final. What did you make of that performance? Yeah, the fastest um, win at the Meadows on debut, 29.46. Only a length and a bit outside the track record, Warren. To do that at his first 525-metre run at, at the Meadows was outstanding. <clears throat> Pardon me. He comes up against probably the informed greyhound in Australia. But, look, he's had the uh, 12 starts. He's won 10 of them. 
uh, this start's all important for him because he can be a little bit hit or miss. If he gets the start right, he's in this race up to his ears. Amron Boys, currently favourite, tab.com.au, fixed odds at $2.25 from Box 3. Your thoughts on Amron Boy? Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, he ran 29.44 last week, one of the fastest runs we've ever seen at the Meadows. He was narrowly defeated by Wowshie's fast in that match race, but before that, he was narrowly defeated in a in a Melbourne Cup heat. He's just racing so well, and he draws okay here. Yes, rejuvenates underneath him, and he's a big dog, and he's going to be hard to get around, but with an ounce of luck, Amron Boy will be the one kicking goals late. He's just a, an awesome finisher. His run home time last week, Warren, was exceptional. I just think it's his, he's just due to win a group race. He's been in a few of them now. Connections um, will be looking towards the Phoenix next week, but um, they'll be looking to get this Group 1 uh, under their belts. So he's going to be very hard to beat. How do you assess Amron Dan from Box 4? Yeah, look, that's his, this is his little litter mate, Amron Boy's litter mate, and uh, while he's not in the same class as his brother, he's certainly got some uh, ability, especially when he gets clear running, and that's what happened last week, and he saved, he got, he got clear, he got into a nice enough position, and he just gets to the line well. So if there's any uh, kind of trouble up front, he's the greyhound that's going to be getting home, or at least one of them, Amron Dan. Great to have a, a runner in the Silver Chief. You've got Scott Floor here trying to put your... your analytical head-on, how do you assess the chances of, of Scofflaw from Box 5? Yeah, look, the Box is not too bad. The, the only issue is that, well, not, not the only issue, but there's speed in 1 and 8, and for Scofflaw to be any kind of chance, he needs to lead, um, and he's not going to hold out Amon Boy or Rejuvenate. He's not in their class, to be honest. But look, we're proud that he's in there. We've read the boy ourselves, and he showed really good early speed last week. He went 5.07, which was one of the quicker runs early, He's going to have to do that to be a place chance, I think. So, look, um, if he runs one, two, three, we'll be we'll be uh, over the moon. False confidence at this stage is the outsider of the field from from boss six. Your, your thoughts on false confidence? Probably biggest test to date for this dog. Yeah, look, he's started his career really well. He's had eight starts. He hasn't missed a place. He's won three out of three at the Meadows. He's broken thirty on a couple of occasions there. Um, it's just the box draw here because, as I said, there's going to be speed from either end. Um, it's going to be tough for him, but watch out for this greyhound. He's going places, false confidence. Give him another three to six months, but he's going to be a real top liner. Do we watch out for Triumph to be flying home late from box seven? Yeah, he's a little bit like Amron Down. They're in the same boat. They're the greyhounds that will be running on late. And I'll tell you what, Triumph, can't wait to see him over 600 metres going forward. He's still racing so well over 500 metres, I get that, but you can just tell the way he gets to the line, uh, Warren, He's a greyhound going places. Tough for him from the draw tonight. He might fill a hole if he can just um, get a little bit of luck on that first corner. If he wins, it would be a bit of a surprise, but um, stranger things have happened in grain racing. The market's respecting Eula Bale with a hat-trick of wins coming into the Silver Chief final from box eight at $6.50 with Amron Boy, two twenty-five, Rejuvenate at two seventy, fighting out favouritism. But clearly next in the market is Eula Bale from box eight. Your thoughts there? Yeah, look, he's a greyhound with top-end speed, and he'll be vying for the lead with Landon Bale. It's just the box draw. He's going to have to cut across. And, look, he's a greyhound. His last two wins have been absolutely outstanding. For young greyhounds um, to run as well as, as uh, he and Rejuvenate and, and that Landon Bale have been doing, you just know that in the next three to six months, they're going to be racing some really big races here and, and uh, interstate, and they'll acquit themselves really well. He's got a big future, Eula Bale. Whether he's ready to win tonight, I'm not sure. But uh, watch out for him in, in races to come.
I want to get your thoughts looking ahead at the uh, McInerney's race coming up, the, the slot race. Gee, we're so excited to have McInerney running for us in the, the Phoenix for RSN 927. I want to get your thoughts on that shortly. But first of all, how do we play the quaddy legs in, in particular, races 5, 6, 7 and 8 tonight? What's, what's the thoughts that we should be doing tonight? How do we try and make a quid at the Meadows? Yeah, beautiful. I'll just give you my quaddy numbers. First leg, 6, 1 and 7. Second leg, 5, 1 and 7. Third leg, 4 and 7. And we come home with 3, 2 and 1. There's two greyhounds that we're keen on today outside of the quaddy. Race 3, or one inside, one outside. Race 3, number 5, all spritzed up, is a greyhound who's already a group winner uh, on the track. Um, he's a star. Um, had no luck in, in the uh, uh, Silver Chief heat last week. It was his first run for a little while. I think he'll um, get a lot of... Um, uh, he'll, he'll be fitter for the run, is what I'm trying to say. Um, he's a quality greyhound, and with a bit of luck early, he'll be hard to beat. The other one is race seven, number four, Kasaya. Yes, he takes on Zippy Tesla, who you'll have your heart in your mouth. If he's close to you, he'll be just storming to the line. But I expect Kasaya to take the lead early and dominate the race from there, and I think he'll be hard to beat. So race three, number five, and race seven, number four at the Meadows. With... The, the Silver Chief being the, the feature in the Group 1 race tonight, how are you attacking that from a punting perspective? I, look, I, I want to have a play on Landon Bale off Box 1. Um, as I said, there was $10. He's um, into eight fifty. Not sure he's going to get any shorter than that, but I, I just feel like that 10 to 1 was something where we'd have a play, certainly each way, Warren, because of the early speed. It's kind of hard to take on Amron Dan the way he's racing at the moment, so if he won, it would certainly be no surprise. And but that's the that's how I want to play the race. Certainly Landon Bale. For those that like to take the exotics, maybe Landon Bale into Amron Amron Boy for the Quinella, and maybe a couple of exactors. But um, yeah, look, Amron Boy going to be incredibly hard to beat. Race eight, the Group One, the Meadows tonight, the Silver Chief at nine oh four scheduled to jump now. Phoenix box draw tomorrow. We'll have Andrew Bensley to cover that on Sunday Central just after ten o'clock. If you were picking a box for McInerney, what would you like? Well, look, everyone says that, and, and, and rightly so, that McInerney does use a little bit of the track. But if, if Box 1 was on offer, that's where we'd like him because you're, he'll be able to hold his position and then start pushing out wide a little bit. But he's one of those greyhounds that if he can begin well, uh, a wide draw won't be the end of the world for him either, Warren. So, um, look, I think it's going to be more about where the other, his rivals are drawn around him. There's a couple of greyhounds that might be... Um, heading towards the fence, some that, that uh, hold their line quite well. So we'll have a full analysis all week, obviously, of uh, McInerney's chances. But, look, if we can come up with the bo- if bo- box one, we certainly won't reject that. Who else do you think could be the... You know, obviously, they're slot racers, so they're, they're very talented dogs, elite dogs lining up for, for the Phoenix. Who do you think might be the toughest to beat? And how do you rate McInerney overall at this stage? Yeah, look, um, uh, McInerney's a... a, a top-line performer. He's, he's taken out the million-dollar chase. He defeated a, an absolute gun in Zipping Kyrgios. He ran second in the top gun. That was hand-picked as well. He races well at the Meadows, so he's a big chance. There's no doubt about that. The dangers, if well, she's fast or Amron Boy draw close to the fence, like one or two, either of those greyhounds, um, they're going to start close to what's on. Uh, as good as this field is. So that's the thing. So if Amron Boy draws box one or well, she's fast, they're going to be incredibly hard to beat. You got early speed from She's a Pearl and Patty Wants Pats as well. Um, terrific greyhounds, the both of them. So there'll be no place to hide. 
But the best two greyhounds or the fastest two greyhounds would be Wow, She's Fast and Amaron Boy. And if they draw well, favourably, um, I'd say they're the, certainly the greyhounds to beat come Saturday night. Of course, a million dollars to the winner, the richest race in the world. It's going to be a huge night out. I believe all the, pretty much all the hospitality sold out there. It's going to be a massive night. Please rock up on the night too. There's going to be some great entertainment. It's going to be awesome. It's been a huge build-up. It's been a huge couple of weeks in, in Greyhound Racing. Best of luck tonight, in particular with Scott Floor and the Silver Chief, George. No worries. Thanks for that, Warren. Quick break at RSN 927. Ryan Phelan guide us through ID22 finals night after this break. It's been a huge couple of weeks for Ryan Field and the team at Trots Vision. What an outstanding job they've done covering the, the news. Not only that, but also finding us plenty of winners as we get through ID22. And we're at finals night, so no doubt Ryan's excited. Good morning, Ryan. Yes, thank you, Warren. Good morning to you and good morning to you listeners. It's It's been such a tremendous series with so many headlines and varying storylines, Warren, but really the, the headline has been the success of women in this series. It's just been quite extraordinary to, to say that we've got 10 of the 12 paces finalists being trained by women. That's Emma Stewart, Belinda McCarthy, Jess Tubbs, Amanda Turnbull, Kerry Ann Morris and Julie Douglas. Um, it really just showcases... I guess the platform for diversity to achieve that harness racing has. We've got a number of drivers in both the Pacers and Trotters final under the age of uh, 21 years of age. And then even in uh, the consolation, if you like, of the Trotters series, uh, Bob Kutchenmeister is an 82-year-old driver. So <laughs> it's a series where uh, anyone can achieve at the top level and it's been really wonderful to see. And there can also be twists in the tail, even as, as late as on finals day and, and news evolving at any stage. Is there anything that we, we need to be brought up to date with before we start talking about the, the races tonight? Yeah, absolutely, Warren. There was uh, big news overnight and it did uh, concern one of the, the major chances in the Pacers final in Beyond Delight. Um, it was number five in the race and one of the five runners that Emma Stewart had qualified for the field in uh, a bit of track work. It just didn't pull up the way that they would have liked to. Uh, nothing seriously wrong with Beyond Delight, but just as a precaution, they decided to scratch that horse. That means number eight, Torrid Saint, gets a start in the race as the first emergency. So it will start one off the back row, which brings it into the race with a, a nice soft run and, and a reasonably good chance to it. At big odds, so that means Torrid Saint will come out of race number six as a scratching, along with number ten AG's White Sox in the uh, uh, Inter Dominion Pacing Championship Constellation. That's race number six on the program. So that was a big story over the night, but um, Emma Stewart certainly has a, a strong hand in this uh, this Inter Dominion series, and indeed this card tonight at Melton. She's fighting out favouritism for the final with that now three dollars thirty, and also. Under Emma's care, Honolulu Bay at three dollars forty. How are you reading the paces final? Gee, Warren. Firstly, this has just been such an intriguing betting race. As far as the market is concerned, the fluctuations since Tuesday have just been unlike anything I've seen in a major race of this nature. Um, Acnow started the favourite on Tuesday and it's still just holding on to favouritism but opened up at 2.25. It's now at the 3.30. Honolulu Bay was on the second line at 2.70 and it's now gone out to 3.40. 
On Michael Felgate's program on Tuesday, my on-top selection was Expensive Ego. At that time, he was $11. He's now been backed in to $5.50. Then you've got Mac Dan, who was $15 into $8, number 11. Uh, Bundoran, number 7, it was $71 into $15. I mean, these have just been some crazy fluctuations. So it just goes to show how open this Pacers series is. Look, I think it's fair to say, Warren, that your starting point should be one of the two key Emma Stewart runners in Honolulu Bay and Act Now. And I say your starting point because they hold the key to the race as far as the speed map is concerned. Act Now, if it's able to find the front, I think would absolutely be the one to beat. But I just am not certain that it will find the front, which is a concern for me. Number four, Spirit of St. Louis, shows really good early gate speed. It did through the heats. And even if it doesn't cross act now, I think it will be enough nuisance value that it may have to burn early. And what that will mean, a horse like Expensive Ego can come round with a soft run in that first 400 metres, hopefully, and, and work around outside the speed. So I'm just a bit concerned about the speed map with Act Now. Honolulu Bay, we've sort of learnt from it that it may not be used off the arm and it's going to be better over the concluding stages of the race. So I'm not expecting it to get engaged in the speed battles. But Warren, I've gone over this race many, many times. Emma Stewart, I mean, she threw a, you know, another spanner in the works when, you know, I'm talking about Honolulu Bay and Act Now as her best chances. But when we had her on the preview show on Wednesday evening, she said her best chance was number 11, Mac Dan. So it just makes you scratch the head even more. But look, I've gone for expensive ego. At my peril, tipping against the Emma Stewart camp, I just think this horse is tried and tested at grand circuit level. And that's just why I'm leaning his way. He swept the heats of the series last year and won the final only to be um, relegated after a, a protest was upheld into second placing. So we know that he gets through the series well. And uh, I'm pretty confident that Luke McCarthy, surprisingly for all he's achieved in the harness racing, will be going for his first Inter-Dominion win as a driver. So number six, expensive ego for me. Over number two, Honolulu Bay. I just think it gets a nice soft run and it'll be working home strongly at the end. Act now for third. Look, it's hard to leave this horse out of your top three. Has just been so good throughout the series, as has Honolulu Bay. I'm going to have a strong one-by-four bet today, Warren, on Better Eclipse, number 13, who's my fourth pick, only because I just think this horse is getting out to silly odds now. Its best career runs have been when it's been driven for luck off the speed in big races, like the Chariots of Fire and like the Miracle Mile. It'll be a similar setup tonight. I think they'll go hard. I'm expecting Better Eclipse to be really strong at the end of this race. And bear in mind last week, he's an OD runner because he galloped at the start last week. But in that third heat, he had enough points and he literally just jogged around. So he'll be nice and fresh for this race. So I'm expecting number 13 Better Eclipse to run a race at big odds. But Warren, my numbers in the Pacers final, 6, 2, 3 and 13. Currently $26 the win, $5 a place for Better Eclipse. The trotting final, Queen Elida from the back row, even money favourite at $2, just believe it, $4.20. Mafasa Metro at $5.50 for Majestuoso, and they're the ones that are really only given a chance in the market. How are you seeing the trotters final, right? And it differs, Warren, to the Pacers final because as far as the market is concerned, this really hasn't budged all week long. Queen Elida went up favourite. She stayed favourite. Uh, on the second line of betting was Just Believe. He's still there at 4.20 rock solid. And then Majestuoso 
was put up a, a 450 chance out to 550. Mufasa Metro's probably been the one that's drifted slightly, 320 out to $5. But look, you know, there, there's probably two scenarios here. So number two, Mufasa Metro, and also number six, Majestuoso. They probably have the best speed off the front row, along with number five, Nephew of Sunoco, and also number seven, Always Ready. The logical scenario one is that number two, Mufasa Metro, will be able to hold up from barrier one, which means race favourite Queen Elida would be on its back, which would be a perfect run. Mufasa Metro will get uh, Queen Elida to the sprint lane and, and she should be too good. But probably what's growing in, in confidence as far as what the actual speed map will be will be that number two, Mufasa Metro, will hand up the lead to number six, Mufasa Metro, therefore relegating number eight, Queen Elida, to three, the pegs. Now, a lot of people could think, oh, gee, that's a bit sticky. Chris Alford, though, is a very good driver. He's going for his first Inter-Dominion Trotters final. He's driven well over 7,500 winners. He's had two Inter-Dominion Pacers finals, so he's desperate to win this race. And even if Queen Elida is three back the pegs, I think there's enough horses in this race that will be going in a backward direction at the 600, that Queen Elida will be able to get off the pegs and she's got a really devastating sprint. So I'm going for Queen Elida Warren. I'm pretty confident that she'll be able to win. Just Believe, who was bomb-proof throughout the series, unfortunately he's just come up with a bit of an awkward draw. Greg Sugars will have to put him into the race at some stage and do a little bit of work. Look, we know he can do that. He did so in the Bill Collins Trotters Mile and was terrific there. He's the logical danger. I think Majestuoso will be in it for a long way and will give you a great sight, as will number two, Mufasa Metro. I can't see any of those uh, finishing out, you know, outside of the top two. I think your Quinella will come in those numbers. But for me, pretty confident about the chance of Queen Elida, despite the sticky draw from 12, just believe, six, Majestuoso, and number two, Mufasa Metro. Terrific support car that paces consolation in particular. Race six looks at a strong lineup as you'd expect. They're on the fringe of getting a start in the final. How are you reading that race? Very even lineup there, Warren. I think probably the one that I'm taking out of the heats there for me is number 13, Triple Eight. I was keen on its chances last week at uh, good odds and I thought ran a good race, just didn't have a lot of luck. And again tonight, drawn a little bit awkwardly, but I think they could go hard here. And at $6, he might be a nice each way bet in that particular race. About the, the Trotters final, and you referenced the Trotters free-for-all, you're particularly taken with the quality there. Look. Yes, look, and I'm very, very confident, uh, one Warren here at, at really good odds, number six, Adele. That's race eight, number six, Adele. $11 and $3 you can get about this horse this morning. Warren, you go back through her form. She has just had horror barrier draws. The last two times that she was able to draw off the front, she won, and she won well. Tonight, she will start from barrier number five, and I think she is an excellent each-way bet at $11 and $3. Very, very confident about her chances. Overall, how are you playing tonight, right? Well, look, I think Queen Elida is the best bet of the night, Warren, and, you know, I, I, yes, I'll have my heart in my mouth at some stage in saying that just with the awkward draw, but I'm going to tip um, Chris Alford to, to get the job done right when it counts. I thought the best value on the night, as I mentioned, was race eight, number six, Adele. I really think take those odds right now because she will firm up tonight. I'm pretty confident about that. And Warren, I thought it was a tough night overall, but I thought the quaddy might be the way to play. In the first leg, numbers eight and 12. In the second leg, numbers six 
7, 9, 11 and 13. The third leg, numbers 2, 3, 6, 11 and 13. And in the last leg, numbers 6, 12 and 13. For $75, you get 50% of that quaddy. And Warren, a reminder that RSN listeners can tune in to the Inner Dominion tonight with Andrew Bensley and, of course, the late mail from Craig Rail. They've done a wonderful job throughout the series. You'll see us on Trots Vision as well. That's the trots.com.au and dedicated coverage after 6.05pm tonight on racing.com where you'll see the Inner Dominion bigger and better than you've ever seen it. Looking forward to it, Warren. It's been a great series and it'll reach a terrific crescendo tonight. Thanks for your support. It's been fantastic, Ryan. You've had it covered so well with you and your team and you look like you're having a great time covering it. I'm sure you are both on and off the track and you'll be ready to celebrate tonight. Thanks, Warren. Looking forward to it. Uh, Good luck to you and good luck, everyone.